Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Fresh Batch is brought to you by the Forever Dog Podcast Network. You can find Fresh Batch and other great comedy podcasts at www.foreverdogpodcasts.com. And if you like what you hear, and I really hope you do, subscribe to Fresh Batch at Apple Podcasts. And you know what? While you're there, I'm going to be a little needy. Would you mind writing a review and just giving me five stars? It costs you literally nothing. Thank you. Love you. Well, I am just so excited for this episode of Fresh Batch because I have to say, arguably, I mean, there's no question about it. It's our most star-studded, jam-packed episode yet um, because I'm joined by two people who really mean a lot to me, one of whom I barely know, and that's you, Henry Goldblatt. Um, Hi, Henry. (laughs) I'm not the star you're talking about, for sure. Well, you are a star, and you deal with stars. I do deal with stars. You're the editor-in-chief of Entertainment Weekly. That's what they tell me, and I'm supremely unqualified to do anything else in the world, so I'm very lucky to have this job. I mean, what a dream job. I read it every week growing up. I had a subscription. I'm a customer. Oh, I appreciate it. We'll take all the customers we can get. That's wonderful. And a girl who has been many, many times in Entertainment Weekly herself, and she's uh, the loveliest person I know, and also talented, 
and pregnant and made time <laughs> to come here today to join us. And that would be the one and only Julia Stiles. Hello. Hi, Julia. Yes. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. I'm excited. And I was I mean, just going to be quiet to kind of let you keep going with the compliments. This is really making me feel good. I have nothing but time for you. And we also drove here. We shared a car here all the way to Dumbo, people, uh, for about an hour and a half. So I do feel like I already got a lot out of you. But we're going to pretend we didn't talk. Yeah, no problem. And start new. Start yes. anew. I am so happy that you said that Julie is pregnant because I've been trained not to assume anyone's pregnant sure. whatsoever. Like, if a woman is giving birth in front of me, I still would not assume she's pregnant. Um, when I was 16, I went into a store once, a baby store. I don't know why, with a friend. And 16 years old. And the woman was like, and when is when is she due? And I uh, Sonic the Hedgehog into an early grave. And that's how I that's how I went. Uh, but yeah, so no, Julie, tell everyone first of all, so you're preggers. I am. You look I mean, so great. Thank you. First I mean, of all. but if you thought that this belly was like because I was bloated, uh, <laughs> I would be really worried. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, like nine months pregnant. So, but you but don't I look thank nine you. months. You, you look it's, at all. No, so sl- like svelte. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's. Uh, I like to say that the baby took all my baby fat. Like, I didn't have cheekbones before I got pregnant. <laughs> that's interesting. Well, they do say that once you deliver a baby, that's my dream weight loss technique, is <laughs> you deliver and you milk the fat out. Yeah. Such a dream. Yeah. Uh, that's, here's to hoping. Oh, I cannot wait to milk my fat out. It's like in Mad Max. I need the pumps. I just want it all out of me. I'm like, the only way I'm ever going to lose weight is if I pop out a few kids. <laughs> Um, or get secret lap band, which is my actual dream. If any plastic surgeons are listening, I won't plug you. Let's start with what we've all been up to lately, because I, Julie, we haven't seen each other in really a long time. A year, more than that. At least a year. Yeah. Uh, tell everyone what you've been working on. Should we t- tell everyone how we know each other? I think that's nice. Okay. I'm yeah. not a good interviewer. No, it's just okay. me having I fun. I'm backseat interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let me do my job, okay? Yeah. Like, next time you're on a set, I'm like, ah, 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 I show up in a full <laughs> drama mask. Um, we went to school together. We went to college together. Um, so we've known each other uh, for a long time. And off and on. I mean, I don't Since really live... early in- 2000s? Yeah. yeah. Um, what am I working on now? Well, I did a show, uh, a TV, a British TV show called Riviera that takes place in the south of France. No big deal. And you were there every time... I got an update about Julia. It was that she was living it up. That's why she got pregnant. In the south of France, I was like, this bitch has the most charmed life. Like, uh, all the pictures look so gorge. Yeah, really. it was pretty nice. Um, but it's coming out now, finally, in the U.S. Yeah. Um, through the Sundance Now channel, which you can find. It's not as complicated as it sounds. You, uh, you can get it on I, uh, Apple TV or okay. Amazon, anywhere. And when is it Sundance. launching? Uh, it launched last. Oh, it's up. What's today? What is today? I think it lost, launched last Friday. Yeah. So people can watch it as they're listening here. Yes, you Oh, can. I'm watching it this just weekend. Search, just awesome. search Riviera. Oh, yeah, I will watch it. Awesome. I have to tell you, I was in London this summer, and we hadn't spoken for a bit, and I'm in my cab coming from the airport tired, and your face was plastered over black cabs. You saw that, I'm sure. People sent me pictures, Crazy. yeah. Crazy. What a dream to be on the black cabs in London. And the double-decker buses. That was my fave. Uh, always That's went up to me. You notice? Yeah. <laughs> and like, you're on a black cab, you're like, yeah, Anna, my four stories. I'm like, we get it. No, but that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, what a dream. Henry. When was the last time you were plastered on a bus? Never, and I'm very, very envious. Um, I was in L.A. last week for Emmy Award type mm. of stuff, which was which was fun. And I have to give out a shout-out a shout to somebody. Um, 
I took my mom to, we do an Emmy, a pre-Emmy party like the Friday before, and it's always, our events team does a great job. It's always a lot of fun. Um, my mom had no idea what I do. She like thinks I, she works, I work somewhere and do something. She has no idea. So yeah. I took my mom, she's 75, to this party. She'd never been to a Hollywood party before. She was so excited. The only celebrity she, celebrity she wanted to meet was Robert Hershevik. <gasps> Shark that Tank's wrong. Robert Hershevik. Oh, like, oh my God. Um, I dropped all my papers. You said it and I dropped everything. Go so on. So he was there and I went up to him and I'm like, I'm sorry, this is a lot to ask. My mom is here. <gasps> is there any way you'd um, come over and meet her? And he was like, absolutely. He was there with his Dancing with the Stars wife. Oh, I have a story, by the way. And which, one, which one is the one? Um, Kim... She's one of the regular dancers. Yeah, she's one of the yeah, beautiful. Stunning blonde girl beyond. Yeah. So he went over. Not only did he like shake my mom's hand and talk to her, um, but he, he gave her a deal. Uh, no, but he took, a, he, her <laughs> he took a picture. He took a picture with her, which was so nice. Oh, that is nice. And um, she was uh, she was beyond excited. And so I have to give a shout out to him. I also met Barbara Corcoran. Not to uh, not to Shark. Did Trent. she grab you? No, she's but real she... handsy. Do you watch Shark Tank, Julia? Well, no, I. She's <gasps> very handsy. She's busy. She's in the south of France. It is the best. Shark Tank, as you know, is my obsession. Oh, it's awesome. And I have to tell you something. When I was on The View, which I always say LOL because it's like so funny that I got the chance to be on that wonderful show, um, they knew that I loved Shark Tank and they actually had a Shark Tank themed episode. We had to like pre-tape it and I sort of ran the show that day, which was obviously a dream. And then I made one of the worst mistakes of my life to Robert. Like I had, I don't know, have I told this story here? I, I have. I don't know. I have to tell you that I actually, I'll tell it quick because it's a real... It's one of my most embarrassing things, and I do feel my face getting hot. But basically, we were interviewing him. It was Whoopi, myself, Joya, who the hell else knows who was there that day. And um, Robert was sitting with us, and he had, just to give Julie the backstory, he had gotten divorced and then remarried to his Dancing with the Stars partner. Okay, no judgments. It happens. Welcome to Hollywood. So we're chatting, and he said at one point um, how he lost in Dancing with the Stars, and he went... Uh, you know, I didn't win on Dancing with the Stars, but he said, but I met my beautiful wife. And I said, well, yeah, you didn't get the trophy, but you got a trophy wife. <laughs> now, I said it in a, okay, now, Julie, you've met my mother. My mother is an extremely glamorous Israeli, like, big hair. Go to my Instagram. She's very chic and fabulous. She raised me thinking that being a trophy wife was a great, like, I should be so lucky to be a trophy <laughs> wife. This, to me, was the biggest compliment. It just means your wife is gorge, and she's a beautiful girl. So... He turned white as a ghost. And this is a man who, I mean, by far my favorite shark, even though he has the worst investment taste. I feel like he always goes for the real techie things. And, and the real annoying. sporty stuff, too. He's like a real man. It's like when we got on our own, like, okay, does the world need bigger wipes? Like, that's what it's like, dude wipes, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> you would love the show. It's my favorite show. Um, anyways, but so he turned white as a ghost. And then Whoopi had to be like, because she always had my back, God bless her. And she was like, oh, my God, she did not mean. I mean, they like shut down production. They didn't end up editing it out of the final version of the show. But to this day, when you say his name, I like, once again, I cringe because I'm like, he thought I was being such a dick. Meanwhile, apparently backstage, Barbara was like on the floor dying laughing. God bless. You know, I love Barbara. But apparently she also grabbed, she's on Dancing now this season. Yes, she is. And so I congratulate her on being da on Dancing with the Stars. And she said, well, my partner is so hot. She said this completely unprompted. Yeah. Um, her partner is a guy named Keo, and he is a very handsome man. Mm. And she's like, I I rape him every single day. She said that? Yes. Oh. Wow. I don't, so like, I don't like that expression. No, I don't no. either. She's, um, I would do my deal with her, no question. Love her and love Lori. I will say she has a real creepy energy, Barbara. Barbara is like a, like... 
the I don't want to say what I want to say, but she she's just very handsy with men. And even when they come on the show, you can see that she's constantly flirting, which is fine. And it's funny and charming. But like what you just said right there, because I read an article that she had grabbed the crotch of her her dancing partner. Yeah. Well, so we got our first rape reference out of the way. (laughs) I was worried. I was like, what time is it? We got to get to this. (laughs) Let's get to the real stuff. I love Shark Tank gossip, though. I could talk about it. Oh, so forever. did he meet his wife went dancing with her on Dancing with yes. the Stars? Oh, yeah, I could see how that happened. I mean, first of all, they're making love on the dance floor every yeah. night. I mean, yeah. really, and, and I don't spending, watch like the all their time together. Yeah, getting hot together. Yeah. Everybody on that show gets hot. Everybody. The property brother lost forty five pounds. I'm like, the guy was skinny to begin. Where'd the weight come from? I don't want to know. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know what that means. Did he have? <laughs> did he have a baby? And that's why he lost the weight. Girl, he was milking all night. <laughs> you know that it was Drew. They also came on the View, by the way, and I was like. Like, I have such simple-minded tastes. I'm like, oh, the Property Brothers. Like, I Then we'd have, like, big celebrities on and, like, athletes. And I'm like, ugh, whatever. Like, bring me back Drew and whatever the brother's name is. There's, like, ten twins. All right. Uh, Julie, do you watch TV? I do, but I'm behind on all the reality shows because I don't... Where I, where I live, I don't really have cable. Like, I have to, you have to pick, you know, it's Netflix or the whatever. The truth is, though, I'm going to really call you out. You're very educated, and you are very... Oh, that sounds so obnoxious. It is. I'm not above dumb TV, believe me. Oh, I know. I, and I... And That's I, why we're friends. <laughs> I spend I more time watching, like, trying to pick what I'm going to... It's so infuriating. Like, you know, you do the thing where you, like, can't actually pick a show, and so that... And then an hour's gone by, and you're like, what have I done with my life? Your favorite show, Scrolling. Exactly. Yeah, got it. <laughs> but... Uh, and I much prefer comedies, but no, I don't. I don't you watch don't a lot watch of reality anything. TV. I, I mean, um, now where I'm staying has. Whenever I go to like a hotel or I'm staying in mm-hmm. a sublet or something, which is often, right? Um, and they have a cable, like live cable, then I kind of binge on reality. You so, used to have cable though back in the day in yeah. your old place. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember. Well, everybody did, right? Yeah, I know, but I still pay for cable. Yeah, I haven't cut the cord yet, and that's why I'm poor. Because it's like 300 bucks a month. I apparently have a landline. I don't even have a land phone. I'm like, what? It's 50 bucks a month. I'm like, what am I bleeding money for? But um, I love cable. And I still, I just, I can't cut the cord. I can't cut it either. I there is something it. kind of wonderfully numbing about just like flipping through the channels. Well, I'm offended by that, but I agree. No, no, <laughs> I, mean, I don't. <laughs> you're like, there is something that just totally shuts you down as a human. I'm like, exactly. That's why I kick No, it's like your drug. It's a nice, yeah. that's why I watch TV at the end of the day is to like shut my brain off. No, I know. It's not a bad thing. It's like a trophy wife. Oh, see, that's where you go. I'm like, we cut, we edit this out. Edit that out, please. I don't want to be negged here. Thank you very much. Uh, I will say that I'm watching Big Brother, which is a show I don't recommend you watch, especially pregnant, because it's so dumb. It does make me dumber. It does make me dumber. Big Brother is one of the dumb. You watch it. I watch it, and oh, like so I great. forget. We're gonna fill you it's in. It's like season fifty nine or something. Beyond, yeah. and they they have no one. It's kind of like Bachelor, like they have no new people, so they just keep bringing people who are close to winning back. And now basically that guy is winning this They're season. Completely beyond. winning. I forget, unlike Bachelor, where I remember everybody, Big Brother, I don't remember any of the house guests. The moment after the finale airs, I forget. So, like, they brought Paul back, and I was Googling, like, who the heck is he? And he was only on last summer. No, it's disposable humans. It it is, you know the concept of the show, where they put everyone in a house. It's like And you can't leave, and it's all those weird security cameras. Cameras everywhere, except I think the toilet is the one place... That's where everyone goes to cry or hook up. That's right. Yeah. It's like the hookup. (laughs) I do that anyways, camera free. (laughs) That's my soul cry hookup room. I'm like, you want to like pop into the toilet with me? (laughs) (laughs) But um, I find this season infuriating because Paul is like basically running the roost there. But now Survivor, we were talking about the best CBS show, Survivor, is coming back, I think, next Wednesday. And I'm thrilled about it. And uh, I just can't wait. Are you guys, would you ever do Survivor Julia Stiles? Oh, no. 
God, no, that seems awful to me. Like, you wouldn't. no, because I mean, if you're gonna, yeah, because... even to lose the baby weight, just think about it. <laughs> <laughs> me with like a little like like backpack and my little baby in there. You have a no. bindle with a little baby head sticking out. Yeah, oh no. my god, it's so cute. No, they, yeah, it doesn't no. look fun at all. And then to have cameras following you around, what's the point of being in nature? If yeah, no. Ugh, see, see, that's what I'm saying though, because you are a very you center me like you are so no but Julie's like very natural like you're very just calming and I miss that presence maybe that's why I haven't been calm recently because we haven't talked in so long I mean it and your sister's the same way yeah true and they also uh, take care of a cat that I do feel was personally stolen from me (laughs) Meg it's been a long time since you've seen Meg I love little Meg Meg was they rescued Meg from my home meaning I got Meg in college, you had, just after college, it was and after, then, way after. Uh, yeah, okay, it was after, years, yeah. way after, yeah. and then decided I didn't want to be the girl with a cat. So <sighs> I'm still fuming about it. So my parents took it over. Do you know the story of what happened? I think I did tell you this. There's a story that happened with Julia's cats that I actually said to myself because it's been so long since we've talked. I was like, it feels healthy to tell you today. I don't know if you know this. No. So I cat sat for you. Oh, that's right. Do you know the story? No. With Stephen. I'm like nervous to tell you. I always said I'll never tell Julia, but it's going to happen right now. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> it's so not excited. bad. It's not bad. It's good. Blink, blink. Okay. So I cat sat for you, whatever, 10 years ago. I mean, it was a while ago. Yeah. And she had two cats, Meg and Nutley. And they were, Nutley was a bit of a wild one. Very neurotic. Nutley was a nutcase. I mean, truly was a crazy one. But Meg was my heart and my soul. She was so beautiful. Great cat. Lay in your lap. I mean, beyond amazing. Anyway, so I come over to a beautiful place, and my friend Steven, one of my best friends, came over to, you know, whatever, help me bring some stuff upstairs. And we, I said, you got to see the roof, because she had a beautiful roof at the time. She no longer lives here. I won't give the address away, but whatever. You had a beautiful, like, nice roof area. And, you know, New York, you take any outdoor space. It's the middle of winter. So I go upstairs, and I crack. This is not a lie. I crack the door open. I already know where this is going. You know what's about to happen? Yeah. <laughs> because even telling it, I feel like I'm breaking out into hives. Yeah. It was the most stressful day of my life. We crack the door and Meg, the door wasn't an inch open. The bitch runs outside. She was the sneaky one. That bitch ran. I mean, I hadn't been in the house for five minutes. <laughs> and she and it's ice covered in snow. I mean, the whole thing. I was like, I just killed my friend's cat. Like, literally, I was like, that's it. And you were, it was a huge roof. So it could run from building to building. Like, it didn't have to stay you know, on this particular one. And then there was a school next door. Remember that school? I was like, yeah. this cat's dead. And I did it. And now my friendship is over now. And I murdered a cat. Oh. And so for two hours in 10 degree weather, we had to go calling her. She was darting. We went into the neighbor's house. We had to like climb over the oh wall. My God. We were like peeking in the neighbors. I mean, it was something out of a nightmare. I, I feel worse telling you. I, I thought imagine- I'd feel better. I feel worse. <laughs> no, I don't care at all. I thought this would be healthy. I feel so I don't nervous like listening. It. I don't care at all. Am I a horrible person? That Okay, so... No, we- no, no. Well, the cat's living. That's why... The I, I'm t- if the cat had died, yeah. we, would, we would have known about it. But yeah. wait. So anyway, so now eventually after two hours, my friend Stephen is very small and very lithe. And he eventually uh, crawled behind some trellis. You had some leaning mm-hmm. the, in the neighbor's and snatched her. And if you wouldn't have grabbed her to this day, I could cry talking about it. <laughs> oh so I God. do feel healthy that I told you. I was afraid to tell you. And now it's out there. I will unburden you of oh. that. It is does not I make a difference to me at all. I feel sad even telling you again. I no, feel really I stressed hilarious. again. I'm surprised she didn't just get like sink into the snow. But no, she's, she's a very adventurous outdoor cat. Oh. She loves hunting. And now she lives in the country. So And she now goes out and, and is able to live her freedom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, isn't that nice? I oh, think she good. has like, she has, like a boyfriend who's a fox. like or uh, I don't know. That bitch is so fucking She's living the dream. She's living the dream. An interspecies relationship. That's so nice. Oh, yeah. Kids. I don't know how they find it. Oh, the models. (laughs) (laughs) Those kids. (laughs) 
<laughs> put him on a billboard on Sunset. I need to see it. Oh, that's so great that she has somebody. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm still alone. No, can you imagine? I'm like, so the cat lady's cat found someone. <laughs> it's like really dark. Like something about it doesn't sit well with me, but that's nice. Um, I am kind of a horrible person because I remember getting rid of those cats as soon as my boyfriend at the time broke up with me because I didn't want to be alone with two cats. But it worked out. She, they're too. happier. And they're happier out in the well, wild. Well, they do have. Clearly, she really wanted to be outside. I yeah. mean, and so that is nice that she got to live her truth. Meanwhile, my parents' cat, who weighs twenty six pounds, they just went to New Orleans with her, and she's finally home because of Hurricane Irma. Oh, they brought her oh. back. Oh, my little baby. My dog's a, a Hurricane Sandy rescue. No kidding. Yes, he's the best little boy in the world. He's Teddy. He's fifteen pounds, and um, I don't know who could have given. Him. I feel badly for the people who gave him up, and I'm so happy that he's in my life. What kind of dog is he? A little terrier mix. Oh, and how did you find him? Did, was he it was taken a, he away was from a, his... He was in a rescue group somewhere in Jersey. Um, I, the storm was in November, and I yeah. um, I got him in January. So great. Yeah. See, the hurricane brought people together. Exactly. Oh, I love that. I saw dog walkers on the West on West End uh, Avenue this morning walking at least 50. If you guys want to have a great laugh and you're unemployed, 10 a.m., head over to West End <laughs> Avenue in 73rd. There had to be 40 million golden retrievers on one leash. It was so <laughs> cute. Edit that out, Joe. That's really not interesting. Um, <laughs> let's talk about, seriously, edit that out. So I want to talk a little pop culture with you guys because it's a gift to have both of you here. I saw a movie last week, and I really want to see um, it. Have oh. you either of you seen it? I have not seen it yet. I want to. I have not seen it yet. You, what, are you, what are you guys doing after the podcast? You guys want to go see it? Yeah. Uh, how long is it? Um, I think, actually, it's funny you say that. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh, the lights went out, just so you know. He's here. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> that's creepy. That actually was really weird. That happens sometimes because it's motion uh, sensor and we're all like 78.2 degrees. It's fine. Edit that out. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. It's like two and a half hours long. Yeah, yeah. And movies are so fucking long. Because it was two parts, but the original was two parts, wasn't it? Yeah, but they can edit the shit into one part. It's like, I hate, it's like Judd Apatow syndrome, I call it, where movies that should have been... 100 minutes end up being 160 minutes. I completely agree, and that's why I end up watching more TV than movies. And I could sit and watch seven hours of TV, and it doesn't feel the same as sitting in a theater for two hours and 45 minutes. But why is that? It's because we're in our homes. In our homes, yeah. I love that. Is there an intermission? (laughs) Yes. It's like Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did see Mother... Now, who here has seen Mother? I will. There's no way in hell I'll go see that. Yeah, I'm not seeing that either. You won't see it? No. No. You First of all, you're I was going to go see it. I was actually going to go to the opening night screening and then and then was tipped off. I was like, mm, this movie looks a little weird, maybe. And then after asking a couple questions, was told, like, are you going to be uncomfortable with weird scenes with babies? And I was like, yes. And so oh I didn't go. Oh, my God. I, won't, a, I don't want to spoil heard, anything, but. It got an F cinema score. Like, nothing gets an F cinema score. Here's what I will say about it. So I was excited to see it. I was very intrigued by the marketing. I liked that it was art, arty, kind of. I don't know. I miss, like, arty movies. mysterious. Yeah. yeah. And um, I kind of like his movies. I'm not the biggest fan, but it's fine. I like that he wears scarves. I think that's an interesting choice. So I was like, I'll see it. And um, it just, the baby stuff was wild. I'll be honest. She's lovely. I don't know her, obviously. She seems like a lovely gal. I like that she likes reality TV. I do find, this is like the SNL sketch, where you're like, oh my God, he is such a great guy. I don't want to like talk, you know, shit about her, but I do think that she gets cast in roles meant for older people. Like, she does read very young to me, and every time I see her, she's so beautiful that it's like, you like looking at her, but also, it's missing, I can't explain it, it's missing almost like some realness for me, if that makes sense, because it doesn't seem like she's lived a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. 
does that make any sense? I don't know. I mean, I'm not asking you to either of you in your positions to say anything negative, but it just, for me, the whole movie is staring at her face. Basically, it's a camera in her face, 90% of it. And then, of course, she is pregnant. I mean, that's not a spoiler. Um, the ending is beyond fucked up. And it's, the question is, is it worth it? People are talking about it. I mean, I I was intrigued for two hours. I never felt bored. So I didn't hate it. But definitely the ending Did goes Did you think somewhere. it was misogynist? That's what I've heard. I mean, and I'm going to... Yes. I mean, this is dangerous for me because obviously <laughs> I've, yeah. I want to work with Aaron, Darren and, Aaron you and you want to work again. And yeah. I've worked with Jennifer Lawrence and she's lovely. Mm-hmm. And I think that she's like way beyond her years. But... Okay. Um, but did you think it was misogynist? Because I've heard from that's, strangers, don't go see it. Well, that's what, I mean, the baby thing is separate because just it's a fucked up thing and it's like a Rosemary's Baby sort of thing where it would upset, I think, like my mother would be pissed if she saw it. Um, it definitely has, it is misogynist, but I have to say to me, and I don't want to like, you know, look. I, I'm a Barnard grad, I don't want to look like an anti-feminist or anything, but... I think that's part of the point of the movie. Like, it's if it is misogynist, that's the point, is that you can, like, walk out and be like, wow, what a fucked up world we're living in, versus it being his misogyny. Does that make any yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's a huge difference, yeah. Yeah, so I, I actually was a little confused because I had a lot of friends who were pissed, like that girls who afterwards, women, let's say, who took to Instagram to be like, this movie's so fucked up, because really it is the man kind of controlling things in it. And... To me, I'm like, that is the point. It's like artist ego. And even if you disagree with it, it's like, I wasn't offended by that as much as I kind of rolled my eyes about it. But right. it, I don't know. Well, like Handmaid's Tale, Handmaid's Tale, um, you could say like the thing that they're portraying is, is, is an oppression of women, but it's not, it doesn't have like a misogynist agenda, right? That's like, right. But it's because it was written by a woman. And yeah. it's also fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. I'm glad that we've all watched it. It's amazing. Amazing. Um, because all conversations lead back to The Bachelor. So mm. The Bachelor, its inherent premise is sexist and misogynist. Like, so how do you how do you square that? Um, as You make The Bachelorette. Wait, no, well, that's right. <laughs> I mean, what are you asking? Because how do you, technically, how like, do you square, like, why I, do you think it's I misogynist? Consider my, I consider myself a feminist, and right. I watch, but I watch the show, and I laugh at the women, and right. um, but and I enjoy and I enjoy it. Does that not make me a feminist? I mean, I think a lot of feminists watch The Bachelor. I think that's a little crazy. It's entertainment, and also it's not. You know, you could argue that the women have the choice too. I mean, there are some girls who walk away. You have like Andy and Juan Pablo, and they say this isn't for me. It's TV. You could say that the housewives are misogynist because they're all animals and they're acting like children. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of TV out there and movies that are like not great for women. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't know. I don't think you can blame it. I wouldn't call The Bachelor misogynist. I have other problems with it, but it's not, you know, that's not it. Like I didn't love Paradise and I'm very open about it on the podcast. I've said a lot of things. No one cares, which is great. But I did not love this season. And I think we talked about it a little bit. We did bit talk about when it. When I did your radio show. I yeah. I I have no, I don't love Bachelor in Paradise yet. I, I yet I watch it. I cannot point to last season and say that I loved it more than this season. I mean, I saw the really, bump. yeah. That's interesting to me. Yeah, it was two different worlds for me. Really? How come? Uh, I discussed it with a friend, and I know that Julia, that you don't, you're not in the Bachelor world, which is healthy, and that's what exactly. I, that's why she has beautiful healthy. skin. <laughs> that's why she looks radiant. The baby's thriving. Like you see, what I'm saying it's because she doesn't get <laughs> she this doesn't get polluted. garbage exactly. in her mind. Um, no, I last summer to me had stars. Like just it had great people to follow. And this summer it felt like I think Dave Holmes or someone said on Twitter, like, you're not allowed to be in on the joke. Like it felt like they were trying too hard to be in on the joke. And then it made it for people who watch it and like to make fun of it. It made it kind of lame. It's like, no, no, like 
keep it kind of serious, and then we'll be the ones to joke about it. Now, of course, there's always writing a line of humor on that show because yeah. some of the dates are always a little bit funny. You know, that's part of it. And the people who work on it are very funny, the producers, so they get it. But I think they got a little too funny. And that it ruined it for me. I did like to see the destruction of Dean, though. I was I took some pleasure in that. Did you? Yeah, I did actually. It bothered me. Really? Isn't How that come? so funny? So let me just give some background. Yeah. Dean is a guy. <laughs> Dean is a gorgeous guy. Gorgeous, gorgeous guy. He's to die for. Yeah. He looks like a 1955 movie star. I mean, that's his energy. Tap very Hunter. Old school. Exactly. And he entered the show. In my opinion, he was going to be the star of. Now you know they had this rape scandal called Barbara Corcoran from that rape scandal. Great, ABC's going to love me after this. <laughs> so I didn't tell that story for the record. Um, and I love Barbara. Okay, we're back. We're back. Uh, but anyway, so Dean came in, thought he was going to be the star, and he fucked himself so badly. He acted in a very disgusting way. He treated two women like shit. And to me, they were stupid for wasting him. If they knew that he was going to do that, it would have made for a great Bachelor season. Oh, because completely. it would, a, it would have stretched it out. It would have been classier. Because pa- yeah, Paradise Bachelor is in is Mexico. Class. It's like yeah. on the beach. You know, the Bachelor, actually, they have. They go to, oh, my God, all over the world. Tokyo, Switzerland. beautiful you know. gowns. Oh, gowns, tuxes. I mean, the show is. I mean, I love it. <laughs> they made a mistake wasting him, I think, I on uh, Paradise. Yeah. But I did enjoy watching his, like, he des- he screwed himself. He deserved it. Really? Because I feel bad for him. Oh, you do? His father is a Sikh, a converted Sikh, whatever it is, who doesn't speak to anyone in the family and, like, just hammers gongs all day long. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but he was, like, a weird... I think he burned the house down for, like, insurance money. The guy's, like, not fully there. It's just a lot going on. Not because of the religion, just the guy himself is... There's something off about him, I think, when you meet him on the show. So I think Dean has been through a lot, Henry. Fair, fair. Julia's looking at us like we are. I'm actually people. Just distracted. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, know, I, I have I to say, and I, you know that I'm a lady, and I would never do this. I'm a little distracted by my maternity pants. Really? They're not really working. What do you mean? Are they cutting? They're well. They're new, and I also, you know, it's been the summertime, so I've been mostly wearing dresses, and now I can't get comfortable. I'm in the phase where, so I What's to, happening? do the top under. button. Do it. Don't worry. We're don't friends. even look. We won't. Look. Don't it's even just, look. It's We're a sitting bit, in a tiny room. No one cares. It's here. a little bit. No they're a little tight. It's so <laughs> funny because I once bought maternity leggings at Target because yes. I was like gaining a little weight, and they said, you know what? I'm going to go for it. And they were like nice and long and they were too big. And I have to say it did make me feel good, even though I wasn't pregnant. I was like, phew, maternity ain't tight. But they were very comfortable. They were like really loose up here. Oh, sometimes you like them a little tight because then it like holds the stomach up. But um, these are not working. But this top is adorable. Thank you very much. From a company called Nappy. We (laughs) talked about it on the way here. (laughs) It's okay. It's a really, you look great. Thanks. Um, What is it like being pregnant? You wake up in the morning. What gets you out of bed? I mean, it cha- it's a long time, and it changes, right? Yeah. So, so the way I feel now is different from the way I felt many months ago. Um, uh, only very recently, I've started to like have a really hard time getting comfortable sitting on the couch and like going to bed. But mm. it's amazing. It's really amazing. It's great. Yeah. And also, when when the baby starts moving and you can feel that, it's wild. That's it's like that would make me crazy. There yeah. is a person growing inside of me. It's pretty remarkable. It, it like is it. a crazy thing that we take for granted, I think, because yeah. it's like when everyone hits the age where they're having babies, for me, it's like eye roll. No offense. It's like, oh, here I'm we sure go again. Like, yeah. But really, it is like an actual crazy alien miracle. Well, also, and we should exactly. be like crying. Every I know day. that it's like women do this all the time. Yeah. But for me, for the person, it's like it's the most incredible thing ever. No, it's, it's and like I've been heightened. really lucky. Yeah. But it's funny to walk around to now. I look at adults and I imagine them as little babies. It's really, <laughs> really, <laughs> that's yes. a fun game. Everybody was a baby once. 
You know, it's a great time to do that in winter because people get really pink and they have yeah. the hats and they, yeah. our eyes like get really tiny and everybody looks like a little baby in the winter. Yeah. Did you have any particular cravings? And they also change. So it's oh, when I, I had like a huge sweet tooth at one point. Um, and then, yeah, it's it, it, it varies. It, mm. And it changes every month. All right. I have cravings also, Henry. You can ask me. <laughs> I wasn't joking. <laughs> I wasn't joking about the Chobani yogurt. I've had a weird yogurt craving. Really? I'm Today? not asking for a Chobani right now. I just... Um, so we walk in, we see, so the people listening get it, we see that there was like a Chobani tasting where we record the podcast and everyone like click their heels and it's the wrong day. I know. But I'm Chobani, by the way, they once sent me, because I used to, um, when I covered the Olympics for Vanity Fair, Chobani was a sponsor and every day I would like make a Chobani reference and they mailed me like, Choba- <laughs> I got a case full of ice cold Chobani sent to my front door. I was like, this is fame. And it felt great. I loved it. So I'm sure they'll send you some Chobani. I'll tweet I mean, about it. It's okay. I can. You covered, oh, no, you're getting it. So <laughs> you covered the I just Olympics like for Vanity Fair? Um, I did from my home. I like seeing it because people think I went to like uh, Sochi or wherever the fuck it was. It wasn't the Russian one. But yeah, I did from my living room for two weeks. What's your favorite leave. event? Oh, God, it's such a hard one. I mean, anything artsy, obviously. So like I love skating. Um, but... I'm a winter gal for sure. I love diving. Ugh, synchronized diving. That's it. There's nothing more beautiful than that. That's like my miracle of life. Like it just. What do you? What did do you, you guys go, like? Did we go to? Did we go to watch the Columbia diving competition? Sometimes no. I went. Never. I went with Sean at one point, and he was heckling all the divers. But was he? Yes. But <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but did you ever go to like any swim swim meets? Can I tell you? Co- you asked me, and I was like, I know I haven't because I didn't even know that you could go to swim meets you in school. You missed out on a whole. I'm an idiot. Pastime. I know, but I never did athletic stuff when we we went to college together. Maybe you just have to sit there. And I watch, went to Barnard. But... Julie went to Columbia. I'm getting that out of the oh, way because oh, I did not get into Columbia, and we can now all accept it. And Julie and I had a mutual best friend, uh, Becca Lear, shout out, who hosts another amazing podcast called Mashup Americans. Give her a little plug. Mm-hmm. Um, have you done that show? Well, I'm really white, so I don't think they want me on the show. You know what? You're it's, the problem. It actually just hit me. <laughs> I did do the 23andMe or Ancestry.com did you? or whatever, and I'm like 50% Scandinavian, which I didn't know. Oh, wow. That's very white, and I don't think that they is, need more white people on that show. It's Jack Nicholson's as white as it gets. Mashup I mean, Americans is, is really a great show, but it's all about cultural like cultural yeah. heritage and diversity. And I mean, so. I'm pretty white, but I went on and I talked about like being Hungarian and like Jewish. Right. You know, the Holocaust does make, it's a twist. The Holocaust is like, well, I'm the Holocaust. And everyone's like, oh, you can be on the podcast. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's a great show. I did 23andMe, and I thought, I'm when people meet me, the, the, one of the first questions that I always get is, what are you? Like, as if it's an appropriate question to ask. And so Because you're Jewish. I'm Jewish. Right. Um, Happy New Year, by the way. Thank you. I've been told I look Italian or Greek or Latin or all that type of world. And so I was like, well, maybe I was left on the doorstep by a mailman and like. Or like Moses. Uh, perhaps. That would have been exciting, too. Um, it turns out, no, it's all Eastern European. Really? My, f- Let me get this right. My great-grandparents on my f- mom's side were first cousins, um, which means Wait. I'm a product of incest. <gasps> And Burst I would is be, big. I would be like six feet tall if that weren't the you case. Great. Thank you so much. Well, I didn't even <laughs> want to bring up the horn, but it's beautiful. Like, <laughs> I like you. it. I polish it all the time. <laughs> but you do tan, because I'm Eastern European, and I, I'm not a burner, but I, it's, I'm a long tanner. I have to be out for, like, days to have any color. But you really do look Italian. I tan pretty well. Wow, you're very blessed. I very much am. Now, were your grandparents, I'm going to get dark, were you guys Holocaust uh, survivors? You no, got lucky. No, not very, very lucky. Um, uh, the I like going interesting- dark. From Big Brother to Holocaust, only here at Fresh Batch. Continue. The interesting twist on my family is that my 
dad was 22 years older than my mom, so I never knew my grandparents on my dad's side. Oh, interesting. Um, How did they meet your parents? They I met at the hospital where my dad was a doctor. You're kidding. Yeah. What did your mom do? Um, she was in the secretary pool. Oh, that's like a great, that's such a great love story. It's, and did he like have her like take notes for It's him? very Mad Men. It's beyond. Yeah, they met in the late 60s. I love that. Yeah. My mother actually worked in an advertising company here in New York in the late 60s um, called Chester Gore. And she was a secretary there. It was very Mad Men. I mean, really, she was a tall, gorgeous Israeli, came here. And um, she actually, her claim to fame is she beat Bette Midler to become, I don't remember the year, I want to say 1974 because my brother, she was pregnant with my brother, uh, Miss Slivovitz. And Slivovitz is like a prune. Oh, it's like a hard liquor. Yeah. Or it's a digestif, right? It's like a yeah. prune brandy. I mean, like, can we all, it sounds yeah. delish. <laughs> you say prune brandy to me and I go, where and when? <laughs> I need to know because I could use it. I thought you were going to end that sentence with beat Bette Midler, period. And I was like, that's dark. With her fists. Yeah. And now she's in Hello Dolly. Forget <laughs> Bernadette. Uh, no, but my mom uh, had the whole sash and yeah, apparently it was between her and Bette and my mom won. And then I met Bette Midler after her MSG show, I don't know, two years ago with my friend Casey St. Ange, who wrote part of the show. And I said, Bette, you know, I don't want to be like that, but like my mom, you know, I didn't know, how do you say it? Like, my mom beat you in a contest? Like, it feels weird and braggy, even though to us it's like the best story because we love her, obviously. And uh, she really didn't look at me, but it was still a blessing. I'm <laughs> grateful for it. But yeah. I'm grateful for Prune Brandy. Should we have had some here? Well, I can't have any, but I a used to. A little for the baby. I, I, it's okay. <laughs> a little bit. The French drink. It's true. I'm sure I'm the Scandinavian wait. drink. I'm going to wait if I'm a little overdue that I might do something. But um, oh, no, I used, but I've had Slivovich before because they used to shoot a lot of movies in Prague. And whenever oh. it was like freezing cold and we're working in the middle of the night, we'd have a little tip. A little nip. Yeah. Wait, so Julia, tell us about Riviera because I realize now that I let you plug your show, but then I didn't, didn't ask any <laughs> questions right. about it, which was rude of me, and I'm sorry. Can you insert this part in the beginning? Okay. We um, can do that, right? No, no, you don't have to. I'm backseat okay. interviewing again. Oh, my God. I know. this. That's why she went to Columbia and I went to Barnard. Because she... I learned it from watching you. Um, oh, my God. And your drug use. Remember the ad? We don't do drugs. Okay, go on. Um, Edit that out, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now, remember the commercial where when I learned it from watching you. Yeah, remember I do. That? Okay. Um, Riviera. Riviera. So it's... Uh, I think you would love it, honestly. I'm not just saying that. I, it is... It takes place in the south of France, like the world of very wealthy Europeans. Like crazy wealth, okay. yachts and big villas and all that. Um, and I play the only American who was married to a billionaire, buying and selling art for him. They had an amazing art collection in their house. And the first episode, she comes back to the south of France after an auction to find out that he's dead. He's been killed in a, a yacht party that he was on. The yacht exploded. Always. It's always those exploding best yachts. Way to, best way to go, though. I agree. The moral explosion. of the story is don't. How did he die? Remember that yacht explosion <laughs> two years back? <laughs> he was on it. Um, on. Don't hang out with Russians on yachts. But That's a fact. Um, I believe that. Yeah. So or in general. Her whole and life no, I mean, is turned upside down. Let's backpedal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Backpedaling. So, um, her life no, so, and, so anyway, the, the whole show is, the, the idea, Neil Jordan created it. Oh my God, the crying game Neil Jordan? Game. Yes. And so Forget he, about it. Love he him. told me that the inspiration behind it was um, behind every great fortune is a great crime. So she now discovers that not only was he lying to her in the marriage, he was forging the paintings and there was a lot of fraud involved no in kidding. his estate, which now she's implicated in and could end up in jail. Um, there's the character of the ex-wife and the three grown children from another marriage. They're sort of forced to live in this giant villa together and there's investigations going on. Hijinks and Sue. And, and the family wants to get rid of her. 
but she's determined to stay there and find out the truth about her marriage and what happens. It's very Madoff. Very Madoff. It is a little Madoff, yeah. yeah. Except Bernie Madoff being dead. <laughs> Everyone's dead in that family, basically. That's so sad. Edit know. that out. It's like the most depressing thing. That story is actually one of the wildest. I don't even think the movies could do the Madoffs justice as to how agree. crazy that story was in real life. When mm-hmm. you go to read about it, it's it's very depressing. It's really, it's fucked up. Um, I will say that does sound very much up my alley. I love art. And do you have like a love interest in it? Like who plays? Not yet. So cause, really, because the first season, a lot of it is her like dealing with shit. I mean, dealing with uh, her oh. grief, and then also mm. trying to stay out of prison, and then you know, there's she's got a really she. There's nobody in the show that she can trust, except she does have a friend who she knew from the art world. Um, oh, that's nice. Uh, but if we make a second season, maybe you it'll be. You gotta. She'll have to bounce Once back. Once the baby pops out, girl, you're gonna be, you're gonna be oh, ready. God. Okay. I will tell you that. Who are, who are some of your co-stars? Oh, yeah. So Lena Olin plays oh, um, the ex-wife. And that's a really interesting relationship because the two women are like obviously catty with each other and kind of snarky because they shared a husband. But at the same time, they have this weird like mutual respect because they're both strong women and... Um, yeah. Did you go party with Lena? Like, because you were staying in the Riviera while you were making it. We, we were. How long yeah. were you there? Like a year. I feel like every time I saw you, you were on a boat. It was just what. I was there for a long time. It was like seven or eight months. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I joked that the, I wasn't part of like the Meridian Club, meaning the 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 the, the actress who played the um, the grown children, Ewan Rion, who was from Game of Thrones, plays. Oh yeah. Plays oh, one yes. of my stepsons. Um, and oh, that's hot. That's a great. So it's, they would they adult. would go out and party all the time. I was never invited. To really? Oh, <laughs> because why? I was living in an apartment. They were living in a hotel, and they would come back and forth from London. And can I always I was something? like, "Hey guys, can I be part of the Meridian Club? Just so you know, I I'll go out with you." But it never happened. Can I say something? I hope they listen to every word of this <laughs> podcast. That hurts me. That you know what? I'm going to call Rian. I'm like. Julie wants to go out, especially once you're a mom. Yeah. You're going to need, like, a night out. You have to have, I'm like, sure. a fr- ugly French nanny. You know what Joan Rivers used to say? Do not oh, get a I hot nanny. Oh, I will not have a hot nanny. You need and that was hideous. just the universe reinforcing that idea by shutting the lights off. Exactly. Because this is classic WeWork behavior. This shit is just, it's annoying. Um, The lights turn off yeah. every 15 minutes. But, yeah. No, how don't do worry. Feel, how do you all feel about mayonnaise? Mayonnaise? Mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> or mayonnaise, whatever you prefer. Oh, mayonnaise? I was like, who's Manny? Like Rivera? Mayonnaise. First, I was like, there's no way he said Manny. So I was like, I was like that's a curious way of saying mayonnaise. Because I fucking love mayonnaise. Like, I will put mayonnaise on a donut. I don't give a shit. It is the, people who don't like mayonnaise, this is controversial. People who don't like mayonnaise, I think, are monsters. And does anyone. You literally just insulted me. The two of you. I love mayonnaise, but what? Oh. You don't like mayonnaise? No. Why? I think people, did you ever get sick from it? I think sometimes people get food poisoning. That's curious. That's why I don't eat like a lot of shellfish. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's the reason. That's what you're going to say, but really, (laughs) really it's like creamy and people are like weirded out by the creaminess of it. And the eggs, yeah, yeah. I love it. No, I think it's great. Put mayo on every fucking thing. I mean, it is, when I used to eat mayo sandwiches growing up and we weren't poor. I mean, we weren't ish, but like we weren't, we weren't like rich. We weren't in like the Riviera at the Meridian Club. But I would be like, a mayo sandwich can fucking do the trick sometimes, you guys. It's great. Julie's sister is one of the funniest of all time. Also an actress. Yes, Jane. Jane. Jane is a crack up. She is. She's, she's hilarious. Hysterical. And she's yeah. so sweet that you wouldn't expect it from her. But she's, I've been to so many like comedy shows with her where she 
so they're funny. like masturbation jokes or she loves eating people out jokes and like and my parents are in the audience too yeah. and it's really it makes the blood like drain out of my entire body but she's pretty hilarious she whoops it up yeah she loves it all <laughs> and her friends in Brooklyn are also two of the funniest I mean they're just it's a really interesting group and it, to me it's better than any HBO show about Brooklyn they're like really living it and it's wonderful but then you have a brother who I always forget you have a brother yeah it's like a really funny thing. You have a brother. It's like in a sitcom, like on Mad Men, or what was the show where like one kid was never seen? Yeah, yeah. like John Hamm's son. Apparently, he had a son, and like that's how I feel about your brother. I'm like your brother. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's yeah. good. He was working at restaurants this summer. Oh, and, very you know, like, uh, Ava Philippi or whatever. <laughs> I mean, he's got Reese's the daughter. Also he's got the thing I think that a lot of twenty year olds have, where they like have a liberal arts education and don't know what to do with it. But mm. he's living life, and yeah. I gotta say, I feel like living in the city. I know we did it, but living in the city in your twenties, it should be like the perfect time in life because when you're in your twenties, like the city is so fun. Yeah, but it's expensive, it and is. it's really hard to pay rent here. It was. I was lucky, obviously, because I had started working more and. Could pay my rent easily, but yeah. um, but is he does he have roommates? Yeah, well, you have like to. 10 roommates in Crown Heights or something, you know? that's what, like... and that's where everyone is now. Everyone's in Crown Heights. When I lived here, I was in Morningside, I had three roommates. One time I came home and I walked in, I had luggage, I'd been in Miami or whatever, and I came in, and no lie, there were flames shooting out of a girl's room. She had let her curtains on fire with a candle. Luckily, it just they burned up and then it was done, like it didn't spread. But within, I want to say, a month, she was out. I was like, I'm that's insane. Um, so yeah, it was a fun time. I do miss that time, and I, but I paid like seven fifty a month. Yeah. I had the best deal in town, and every time I was like, "I'm gonna move," I never did. My first apartment was in Park Slope, which is now a gorgeous, gorgeous neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But it was on Tenth Street and Seventh Avenue, and you didn't go to Eleventh Street at that particular point oh, really? in time. Yeah, it was it was sketchy afterwards. Um, I had two roommates. One was a rodent, and then the other oh, was my friend Adam. Oh, is the rodent single? I like rat faces. <laughs> um, oh, and Adam was, that's fun. Everyone, I'm moving now, by the way. I'm looking for a new apartment, which was like the bane of my existence. And everyone, this is like, it doesn't matter who I say it to. And frankly, I find it annoying. Everyone's like, man, to Brooklyn. Everyone is telling me to move to Brooklyn. And I'm like, listen, I know you're going to say it. Go say No, it. no, no. I would like a little gold star because in the car, I said to you, there's no way you'd move to Brooklyn, right? I already knew it wasn't a possibility. Because, but you know me. But people yeah. who have no fucking clue are like, you know, Brooklyn. And I'm sure Brooklyn is amazing. I go there. I visit, of course. I do stand up there. It's great. My problem is I like to walk everywhere, and I'm not going to walk over the Brooklyn Bridge no, at 2 a.m. And I love the feeling of, like, an empty city. The city has changed beyond, I admit. It's not what it used to be. But I just like to be able to walk. The train situation in, in Brooklyn is hard. I I don't know. I'm, I, maybe I'm annoying. The train situation has been horrible. Also, I have not taken a subway ride that has been uninterrupted, like, in months. No, I agree. It's awful. Yeah. I hear this, and I feel like I should stop taking the subways pretty soon. Like, I worry about getting stuck. In, I'm telling you, you know? that's a nightmare. Um, I will say, that's it's a fun social experiment, though, seeing if people will give their seat up to you. Because oh, the answer is no, they won't. Um, really? You're well, kidding. no. I, I will say there was one gentleman. Oh, my God. There was one gentleman a few days ago who gave up his seat to me, and he was, and I don't know who you are, sir, but thank you very much. Um, but it's partially usually because the trains are so crowded that people actually can't see your belly, or they're just like have their heads down into you their have phones to start or whatever. Lamazing. You gotta start like <laughs> puffing and puffing, <laughs> like come in like. <laughs> but yeah. other than that one guy, no. There's, what? Yeah. Can I be honest? That shocks me for two reasons. One is people look at you and they recognize you, and then if anything, they should then see right. 
I mean, if you're wearing a flowing thing, you're not like busting out. Like you're not. I've seen much bigger pregnant girls. Like you're right. not. Again, he thought it was burrito oh, yeah, related. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just like he took up. Like, can you imagine if that was a beer gut? I would be. No one would be happier than me. I'm like, y'all. Julia has <laughs> put on a big old gut. Because <laughs> I love when like you see actresses who are like not. You know, it's like something happened, and you're like, oh, tell me everything. Like, are you okay? Um, but no, I'm happy. She's looking at me no, now, like I'm the I, devil. Just, no, I'm know. a good person. Go on. That's not where I. That's not where I gain weight. Like if, if I got if I got really fat, it would not be in my stomach. It would be in my face. So is that the only place you put weight on? That can't be. No, no, no. I mean, I you know, never kind of all you. over, but kind of all over. But like, yeah. but it wouldn't be like concentrated in my stomach. But you're very healthy. But he, you don't know that. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. That, you don't know. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. So how would you know? No, but the point is, is I'm surprised people. That I would go. I want you to know the only reason I want to get pregnant, other than obviously like having some to take care of me when I'm old, is to shame people for not getting up with the subway. I would be because I do it anyways, basically. But if I if I'm sitting on a train, I actually can't enjoy it because I am so aware if like an old person gets on, I want to get up so badly for someone. And it makes me sound like such a great person, but it's more like it's like a neurotic thing where I'm just like, I don't want to be the one who's like taking the seat. And if I see guys sitting when an elderly woman gets on and they don't get up, I fucking fume. That is like that makes me I'm, I'm getting stressed talking about so it. it wait, where do you boil. think the pregnant women fall in the hierarchy? There's like elderly, disabled well, disabled pregnant? obviously is first. Yeah. Someone gets on with yeah. a cane, anything like that, you got to get up. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. not even a question. My brother did say something funny once. He was in Austria years ago sitting on a bus and like some very old person came on and he refused to get up for them because he was like, they were probably a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually sort of got it. I was like, that's fair. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Um, that means like the only funny thing he's ever said. I was like, that's mm, I do like that. Um, that being said, disabled. Elderly and pregnant, but it depends on the pregnancy. Yeah. Because right, sometimes right. women come on and they're like literally busting, and I'm yeah, like, Jesus, yeah. I don't know. This world that we live in is so fucked up. I mean, it's just that's why. Are you afraid to be pregnant? I feel like I have friends they have little babies, and I'm like, oh my god, the stress of like what's gonna happen or like where we are. It's just crazy. I like upset her. No, I'm I don't like, want to. Mary had a little. Lamb. I know. <laughs> don't no, see mother. Did you, watch, did you watch Thirteen Reasons Why? I had to stop. Yeah, I did too. I got three about, episodes in. I yeah. got it seven or eight episodes in. I'm like, God, is this how kids treat each other? It's yeah. horrifying. Like, I wouldn't make it through high school today. But you know, I agree because of the internet. Yeah. And that's why I think we need to that's end scary. the internet. <laughs> that is scary. There, Hashtag and end the, the internet. internet. Oh. So, I mean, that's going to be it. Between And this is it for us. I have, a, I have a question about the internet, or about Twitter in particular. Do you read your mentions and comments? Real talk. I do now. When I was on The View, I had to stop for a little bit. But the truth is, I would read it. And then if anyone came at me, I would just mute them. I never block people because um, I think that's like feeding the animals. They get satisfaction out of being they blocked. They know yeah. if they're getting blocked? Yes. Yeah. Whereas if you mute them, the only thing about muting people, though, is that other people can see it. So it's not great. And like people could be harassing me right now, and I have no idea. But um, I do. What about you guys? You're not big on Twitter, are you, Jules? No, I like Instagram a lot. Yeah. Um, and I and I will tweet, and but I I, I have a I have like a love hate relationship with it, and and I find that I I tend to start tweeting too politically, and then I'm like, shut up, Julia. Nobody wants to hear it, and you know, and also feel like what's the point? But then right. I can't help myself because you want to like shout into the void. Yes. But, it's um, a but I don't. No, I don't look at comments or. You because because I've made the mistake of looking at ones that you can't like get out of your head. Yeah, and I just feel like it's exhausting. Yeah. What about you, Henry? Michelle, I have the same strategy as you. Is I don't block people, I mute them because I feel like blocking them is giving them what they want. Um. Yeah. And like like once like let's say once a day I get something like really mean. 
not really about the about the job I'm doing, about the magazine or the job I'm doing, or hey, you screwed up on this or that. Like, well, you don't have, you like, think that that person then is like really weirdly dedicated to you or to your life? Like, I think that I know you're supposed to. It, it's hard because it, that sounds really annoying, but it's like part of me wants you you should take that as a little bit of flattery because it's like why are they focusing so much attention on you i know why are they focusing on me I'm just like, they want to bring you down that's the thing that's what everyone right now is about bringing other people down there's very little lifting. and i think the internet and social media encourages that which is very mm -hmm. scary and is very scary for our yeah future generations well that's you know we're talking about 13 reasons and like bullying i mean just even like i was a bully child i was 100 feet tall you know what i mean i had my own problems but to deal with that on where you can't, I always say, where you can't escape it, like you go home and it's still happening, that's like a fucking nightmare. Oh, it's horrifying. Yeah. That show in particular, the thing that I, I hope stretch credulity with that show, credulity, mm. credulousness, I don't know, I can't say that word. That's, you're going to get a lot of tweets about I that. I'm just letting you know. I'm just feeling like, I'm like worried words. about you now. I'm like, Henry. I know. Oh, <laughs> okay, go on. Um, she had all this stuff happen to her. Like, there was the bullying, there was like sexual assault, there was the fake uh, being framed for being a lesbian like that oh, like I'm like does one person actually get bullied this much well probably not it's a Netflix series yeah. <laughs> but also I mean the show is incredibly successful so apparently it's striking chords amongst teenagers I know that it's like one of their most successful series yeah so, it has been yeah and I, I found it really difficult to watch and I mean the, yeah. it was, the acting was terrific and the performances were no, wonderful there was like some hot teens on it too sure. I was like mm, googling ages I was like mm, another year it was like the Harry Potter countdown clock like when is Daniel Radcliffe going to be 18 meanwhile he still looks like my newborn I'm like what is he 38 I'm like he's okay can we talk about Emmys because we have someone here who went we should have talked about it earlier when you brought it up and I apologize but tell us everything um, I have to be perfectly honest. I was watching the Emmys from my couch. I did the. I flew back on Sunday, but I was watching, and um, I was there for some of the parties beforehand. Right, um, and Entertainment Weekly had a big party, and we had a big party. Yes, thanks um, for the invite. I did invite you. You did actually. <laughs> <laughs> Don't invite Wait, me. Actually, high five me. That's hysterical because you absolutely did invite me, and I'm just feeling salty because I wanted to go to hip hop honors because Martin Lawrence was being dedicated or whatever honored and um, dedicated. And they were like, oh, we'll work on it. And then it never happened. And I realized afterwards it was in L.A. I couldn't have gone anyways. But I'm just in a salty place with invites. But anyways, continue. That's real what I just said. Julia, what you said um, earlier was interesting to me about um, do I, you know, do I tweet politically because or do, does anyone care? And so um, on these award shows, what do you think of the celebrities and making their political statement? And on the one hand, like I think it's important to in this environment. On the other hand, is it, any, is it really going to change anyone's mind? I will say this. My mother hates it. She's always like, oh, I don't need to hear it. It's not the right place. It's I do think that people using their platform. The problem is anyone who's going to be convinced by it is already feeling that way. And the people who hate Hollywood or think it's like leftist media, liberal, it whatever, totally just encourages it that. encourages it. Yeah. So in a way, it's not doing much. But the truth is, I think people feel the need to say something because otherwise they feel helpless. But saying something is only doing so much. It's really not doing anything. I mean, unless you call your senators. Mm -hmm. I got um, angry at the normalization of Sean Spicer. I'm like, yeah. thank you, because I was gonna say, like the when he just appeared and everybody's jaw dropped, and and I was like, but this isn't funny. He's no. actually he was actually in a position of incredible power, and like the Trump administration is still there. Like us making jokes about it to make ourselves feel better is doing nothing, and it just kind of like deadens people to what's actually going on. I think it's something that backfired. My I mean, opinion. it's nice. It's nice to yeah. know, like, like the same thing with Twitter. It's kind mm -hmm. of nice to know that, like, oh, I'm not alone in this feeling. But at the same time, it's exactly what you said. I think people sitting at home aren't going to like 
unless they already agree that this is bananas, right. they're, they're going to be like, oh, look at those Hollywood elites, you know, so out of touch. I will say it shows that he is a two-faced because he's someone who put down the news and everything else and now is there. I agree they should not have brought him out. It's something I think they thought, this happened with something else and I'm forgetting, but iced coffee burp, excuse me, where they, they were going to bring, oh God, I wish I remembered. They brought another political person out and it was also, just edit this whole part out. The point is, um, I think that they just assumed everyone would make fun of him. And then weirdly, the backfire was, no, he's at the fucking Emmys and he's in a tux and he's like not making fun of himself, which is bullshit, which that's not how that should work. He doesn't get to be in on the joke. Yeah, like, he, was yeah there, he was there lying to lying everybody. To yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I will say that, you know, you think... Last year, I would never have thought this was possible. But if mm-hmm. you imagine, like, what's the alternative? The conservative Emmys or something? Like, if yeah. if you had... If you imagine it like a Trump rally, that would be really horrifying. And that is a possibility. So it's kind of refreshing that at least, you know, there are people out there that, like me, feel like this is insane. It also begs the question, something I've never said in my whole life. Is it better or worse to make that divide wider, if that makes any sense? Because we, at this point, have two camps. We've got the Trump people who are like... Well, like, say, I guess what I mean is, like, yeah. say, say that all the shows that we're winning were not, like, The Handmaid's Tale. They were, like the SEAL Team yeah. 7 shows or yes. like the super patriotic ones right. or it was a bunch of Nazi dudes doctor. up there. Nazi like remember doctor. the remember the Oscars? <laughs> Nazi doctor. Remember <laughs> it's, the, it's a great show. It's a great show. Uh, no irony whatsoever. <laughs> the, remember a few years ago when, was his name Seth MacFarlane hosted the yeah. And it was like, I saw your tits, I saw your tits. Oh, right. Like that was offensive. And that, and if that, that was became, awful. Oh, and if God. that became the norm, then we'd all be fucked. But, so it's kind of nice I like. I mean, I'm. I think the Emmys were kind of fun in that way, especially because Stephen Colbert was hosting it, and we love him. Yeah, and yeah. he's literally like my medicine now for this administration. Yeah. But, but the only thing that bugged me was the Sean Spicer thing. It's like this is not funny. He was lying every single day to the media. Well, they should have had just Melissa come out and do it. Exactly. Yeah. And people would have gone ape shit and loved it. It would have gone viral. Right. Blah blah blah. In the end. And um, maybe someone doing Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who every now and again, do I look like her? Don't answer me. I'm like, I look at pictures. I'm like, I don't not look like her. You don't think I look like her? Joe is shaking his head. That's so nice. I don't Joe, think God I look like her. Oh, you guys are so nice. Joe, by the way, our producer who's here is so sweet. He takes in foster dogs. Oh. Isn't that so oh. nice? And then you give them. You have to give them back. My girlfriend. His girlfriend. <laughs> bit, of brag, bit of a brag. Bit of a brag. Then you're a good boyfriend. Yeah. You know, he's yeah, so nice. You. Remember the one I met with the long nipples? Yeah. We, we <laughs> talked about it on the show. I yeah. want to hear about the long nipple dog. I, oh, my God. So Alex, who's the other producer, goes, oh, Joe, uh, we're, we were going to meet up with you because he had to print a return label for me, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Anyways, and he was down the street. So he goes, yeah, let's go meet up with Joe. And he goes, but just so you know, he's with a rescue dog. And um, she has really long nipples because she, poor girl. I mean, it's really sad. She was like a pit bull who was like the, I like how we're all laughing and I said Pitbull and Henry went, oh, like really like, oh, it's that sad. But she was like, you know, in a ring and whatever and was used as a sort of Madame Bovary. Does that make sense? (laughs) She was the Madame Butterfly now of this group and had like a million kids from them, blah, blah, blah. This girl's nipples. And of course, you know, I watched Judge Judy. I won't get into it. I was bitten by Pitbull once. So I'm like a little bit of a trigger warning for me, but she was as sweet as sugar. But the bitch's nipples. I actually offered to pay for the boob job. I said, I, if we make... Can we not talk about, like, swollen, drippy nipples? Long nipples. Like, Girl, yours is going to be dry. I really I'm would sorry like to, to tell I'm, I'm in my blissful ignorance. Can I just keep... Stay in fantasy land, Your please? nipples are going to be sore. 
that is to me it's the I they that's what happens. You're mad at me? No, listen, I wasn't <laughs> breastfed. I had Similac and that's why I think I have like some Chinese poisons, which is what made me so big. But I will tell you that um You totally nipple shamed that dog. I did. She really, and people would walk by and be like, oh, a dog, and then see the nipples and be like, ah! I mean, it was long. They were so long, Joe. Joe. Can we get a vision like this? How long were they? In all seriousness, they were this. So, like, like they were six inch long. (laughs) They touched the ground when she walked. No, but almost. I'm a size queen, so I didn't mind it, but I will say that, like, they were very, very long. Poor thing. Do you have animals, Henry? I do. I have Teddy, the rest of the Oh, dog. yeah, of course. Yeah. You mentioned it. I'm an idiot. He's the best. I'm the worst interviewer. It's like this episode's been all over. I feel like what's a show that we can all agree to watch? What are we excited about coming up? And we can end on what time is it? We're good, I think. Time wise. Yeah, yeah. What are things that we want to get out of our systems? What are we excited about this fall? I am still a huge, huge, huge scandal fan. Are you? I love a Shonda Rhimes show. Nothing makes me happier. Like, and um, the cast is so. I've had the pleasure of meeting the cast before. They're the nicest cast in the world, and they all achieved they all achieved fame a little later, and are so grateful for it, and know that this is this is the pinnacle. So that's why I keep waiting to be successful. I I just want to wait until I'm really old so I can appreciate. It. <laughs> I want to achieve fame at like 73. I want to be like on the Titanic, be like it was 84 years, and then I dropped out. Julia? I'm really excited about this show called Riviera that's airing on the Sundance Now uh, Network. I cannot wait to watch it. I actually am excited. (laughs) You know I I had to do that. I had to do that. Of course. But also, I always get excited to like watch you work because there is... You know, it's fun. It's like I knew you before as an actress before we knew each other. And then I got to know you and we went we went on a road trip once. I mean, should we tell people I oh nearly my God, killed that's you? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I nearly killed Julia Styles. Put this in we your headline driving. for EW. You her, wait, you almost killed her cat and now you almost killed Julia? It's actually why she hasn't talked to me in like two years. <laughs> we, no, this was ages ago. It was but a while. I do remember that. Oh my God. We drove down we went to visit a friend in San Francisco and then drove down to LA. Michelle did most of the driving. But then Michelle's when you not- did the driving, I was it was terrifying. We were going to the Pacific you. Coast Highway all the way down. That's a deathly highway. The, very windy, like windy. cliffs down into the ocean on the side. I remember you, uh, I love you dearly, and this is not an insult, but I do have a vivid memory of being, the being the passenger seat was more scary because you wanted to talk to me the whole time, which meant that you were looking at me and not looking at the road. That did happen. I'm not offended by that. It's true. <laughs> because I was like, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm so annoying. Like you so could we see didn't it shut up. Just like driving with your head sideways. It's not I remember being reassuring. in the passenger seat with you. This is hysterical. This is like our 13 reasons why. It's like from the wire, like from two perspectives. I was in the passenger seat and like you were not. I was an experienced driver. No. Yeah, I'm a Miami girl. So Miami people drive. I mean, we're like all maniacs. Julie, we were going, it was like Looney Tunes clips. It was like, <laughs> I mean, literally like two feet of space. We were in a Nissan, I remember, with a push-button ignition, which I'd never seen before. That's Do all you I remember? Got. Oh, my God, we drove away from the rental car place, and we were like, what is this noise and that burning smell? And we couldn't figure it out. <laughs> and it was, and then we called the rental place. Yeah. We'd gone like, we'd gone like a half an hour driving this way, <laughs> and then we called the rental place, and it was that it was in sports shift, and we were in the wrong. Yes, God, you have a good memory. We were in the wrong shift. gear. Yeah. No, we really, it was a death mission. And it, but it was so such a beautiful drive though, and we stopped in Big Sur. It's my only time ever really doing that in my five years of yeah. living in LA. I'm dying to do that drive. Well, don't do it with us because no. truly, it was <laughs> it was like you peered over the edge of the window and you would just see a drop. There's one other street in LA because if you go downtown, like in um, around Echo Park, it's very hilly, and there is one street in LA that when you drive up, I my GPS, I thought that my GPS was honestly it was like uh, American Horror Story. You cannot see the road. It's like a roller coaster where you don't know 
what's coming. And I threw my car in reverse. I was like, I don't know. I can't trust that if I go over it, there's road. Right. Yeah. Oh you know God. what I mean? It was like, it's that steep. Really scary. I feel sick even talking about it. This is a great, this is a great time. But we've had some good times. But the point is, is that it is exciting to watch you work because it's like, that's my friend. It's like, there's jewels. I it's feel the same like way like about fun. you. No, seriously. Oh I get so excited when I can brag to my friends about my, about my hilarious friend, Michelle Collins. Isn't that nice? And I see you all over the place and I'm like, yay. See, isn't that nice? Well, that's I like watching both is. of you work. That's really that's why he's here to pump us up. There. Will you write about Riviera, please? Absolutely, See, absolutely. Well, I, okay, yeah, one hundred percent. Come on, cover girl. I will say, I will say, <laughs> I will the baby. say that give him the first shot of the baby. Negotiating, <laughs> <laughs> like she's yeah. feeding yeah. like, Do it. He's so nice. Oh, I'll ask you this. I know we're wrapping it up, but yeah. no, how do you guys it. feel about all that stuff? Social media with the celebrities and their babies, mm. and like showing pictures of their babies. And do you want oh, advice? Yes, we can I, give it to you. I have um, so I, I'm at Entertainment Weekly, and Entertainment Weekly focuses more on careers and um, yes, it's a classy. And, yeah, not, not, not even it's classy or not, but it more focuses on the uh, work of celebrities rather than their personal lives. I did spend a year at People Magazine, and um, my boss there, Jess Cagle, who's an awesome guy, has said great that, exercise. Um, he exact he does something called the Cag- <laughs> he does oh, an girl, interview he girl. does an interview called the Cagle exercise. As a matter of fact, wait, that's very funny. Yeah, it's great. Okay, that's um, funny. People Magazine I'm doing has a them policy. Right now. <laughs> I'm okay. no, I'm all distracted. It's all here at Fresh Batch. Go on. People we magazine. got Julie Styles Kegling. This is what that line is. <laughs> <laughs> well, totally. If you tweet yeah. that as like a as like a like a clickbait thing, like would Julia you get Styles mad if I go Julia Styles Kegels on Fresh Batch? I, I yes, won't do I it. Would. I won't do it. I okay, might edit that out. That out. <laughs> Don't you dare! I'll kill you. Henry, take it. Uh, People Magazine has a policy <laughs> where they won't run paparazzi pictures of celebrities and their babies. So, oh, um, okay. if nice. if you carry your baby on a red carpet and then. You're taking the baby out in public. And also, what a monster. But continue. But, no, but some I people mean, really. do, and in which case, they'll run that picture. Mm-hmm. Or if you're at a big event with your kid that you know that their camera's there. But otherwise, like just the, the long lens paparazzi stuff, people won't do it. That's great. And I think that's also discouraging the paparazzi because it means it's not like a lucrative thing for them. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I have an idea for you. Yeah. It just hit me. Like you were talking about it, and I'm like, what I know about Julia is that you are incredibly healthy, the most beautiful skin. You are like organic. You're a natural girl. I think, okay, Chrissy Teigen style or Gwyneth style or like Jessica Alba, you need to write a book. Listen, I'm, this is a great idea. Like a natural once you have your baby, uh, a book about like natural motherhood. Mm. Recipes, uh, because your whole vibe to me is so cleansed. Like everything yeah. I know about you is, I mean, look at her skin. Yeah, She's like gorgeous. Mom. It's, I mean, I'm in a full Rihanna Fenty by Beauty, like whatever, Fenty Beauty mask. I'm like, do I look natural? I'm like a matte, <laughs> like the fucking Skittles man. I'm jigsaw right now. The point is, you would kill at that. I oh, would thanks. love it. I think I'm, that's. I would do that. Yeah, that's it's a good idea. idea. Yeah, I don't think it's a great idea. That. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll do it after the, after the fact. Because, no, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, right now. <laughs> no, but after it, you know, you have the baby. But just even things like you know the breastfeeding, whatever else. Because I do think people listen to celebrities mm-hmm. and people love you, and it's like really. I think it's a nice way to connect with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a nice idea. Great. Yeah. And have, people I've, love a book. I completely agree. Girl, you need a brand. I'll help you run it. I'll lose some weight. Let's talk about it. I'll cleanse. I'll cleanse. It'll be great. Say nothing. Um, all right. So Julia's going to write a book. And that's it. So we got everything done. Yeah. Is there? Uh, I think that's no. it. Wait. What if you just walked out without saying goodbye? No. Like, well, Julia left. <laughs> no. So it's just us. <laughs> nice. Um, as far as babies go, I think you should get that money, girl. Honestly, I would sell. I would. <laughs> I want to have a kid. My opinion is get that check. So. You can help me come up with a title that has also a good hashtag. That oh oh my god, I would love that. Oh my god, that's such a great idea. Okay, I'm excited for that. We'll <laughs> okay. do that. I'll we'll I'll save it for you. I won't like tell the listeners, okay. but 
Um, I would absolutely sell a picture of my child's people in a fucking second. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Who cares? First of all, beautiful photos. They come in. Look at Tori Spelling. They even made her pretty. They come in. They do. No, they do. They He can't laugh. They contour. <laughs> they do everything you need. And let me tell you something. And then you can go to Target like she did this week. Paparazzi photos and spend three grand. Yeah. So don't be above it. Don't be too good for a check because I'm learning the older I get that at this point I'm willing to I hung out with a plus size model Tess Holiday last night you know her oh yeah yeah very fun girl and I really wanted to say to her but I didn't but maybe if she listens to this she'll know I wanted to be like how do I market my body for cash like I'm like how because she is like the most successful plus size girl but bitch is minting money and I'm like how can I I'm willing to let it all hang out let me tell you what I'm willing to do Henry this one's for you <laughs> okay anything you need cellulite ankles whatever <laughs> do it I need it I need it I'm like why all these girls look at Ashley Graham I mean they are minting cash I need so we'll talk about it after we'll talk about it if anyone listening has any ideas for me tweet at me at Mishkal <laughs> is this sad has it gotten too dark for me all right well, guys, that has been it. Let's end on that note. But I'm just saying, saw that baby picture. Um, I will not do that. I, but know. I know you won't. <laughs> well, the thing is, there is no reality in which you would ever do that, which is why it makes me laugh. And I'm like, do it. Because I know you never would. Because this girl is all class. And I'm speaking, of course, of our guest. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Julie so Styles, I mean, hasn't oh, changed today. Literally. Thank you so much. To die. You guys are the best. Congratulations. It's been really fun. It's been too long. It um, has, and we're going to get I lunch, so we'll catch up. And, um, I mean, there's, like, nothing. Well, I have a lot to tell you. And Henry Goldblatt. Thank you so much for oh having me. Oh, my God, me. thank you. And listen to your, your radio show. How, oh. Plug your things. Plug your things. Yeah, I do a radio show every Friday on Entertainment Weekly Radio. It's called Obsessed. It's just, um, uh, I call my protege, um, the guy I do it with. Because he's funny. my little protege. So um, we do a pop culture week in review. It's super fun. Love it. And Riviera, Sundance Now. Riviera, um, Sundance Now. You can watch it on Apple TV or Xbox, any streaming service if you look up Riviera. And follow her on Instagram, Miss Julia Styles. Miss Julia Styles. Perhaps one day you will see what her child looks like. (laughs) 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 Dip out, come up with the hashtag, and we'll do it. And um, as for me, I'm Michelle Collins. This has been Fresh Batch. Thanks to my guests. And uh, I don't know, tweet some ideas at me, some branding opportunities at me, because I'm really, I'm interested. Uh, And we will... See you next week. Bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more podcasts, please visit foreverdogproductions.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye guys.